Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You know, Jordan is taking his game to a new level. I mean, it's... It, it, you know, progressions, timing, reads, accuracy. I mean, you know, he is, he has been, he's been, I mean, it's. And here come the goals. Trust your training. All you do, all you got. Don't you know a bell? Can you call up that flea flicker? Can we please run the flea flicker? Reverse. Flea flicker opportunity. Downfield. So Ramos, who was a non-scholarship player last year, that is blocked. Jared Burse, the guy everybody wanted, and he said, I'm going to Florida State. He comes up big again. Third down and three. Is LSU coming or backing off? They're coming. And he launches it. Flag is down as Pokey Wilson comes up with that. It's just one of those crazy things that always fumble. Fumble here down at the goal line. Is there a chance LSU has come up with it as Ward fumbled the ball? LSU says they have it. LSU does. Oh, no. We suck again. Daniels taking time. Remember, no timeouts. Here is the freshman inside the five. One second remains. The runner was down inbounds for a first down. By rule, the clock will stop. LSU will have time for one play. Let's decide it. Right here in New Orleans, Jaden Daniels. To the end zone. Got it! Jerome Jenkins! Send us to overtime. Staff spot. What? Yeah! It's the middle yeah! It's blocked. Shaheed Brown got his man on it. Fire up the war chant and plant the spear. Knowles win. No 
my game shot. I'm here with my family. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. So good of you to be here. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. Director Matthew directing. And you're you. And that's fun. That's fun to listen to. It's been a minute uh, since we've been able to do one of these and have the kind of fun that uh, we're having today. A little montage. We thought the moment had maybe passed with the way the schedule worked out. Obviously, that was a Sunday night game. We had a Monday travel day, and then a lawn, uh, lawn maintenance Tuesday, which is some of the headlines, and then the first JCS of the week is on a Wednesday. So we weren't sure yet. Um, but uh, in retrospect, Tom, it was the right thing. So good job out of you, sir. And uh, I think the fine folks uh, enjoyed the montage. Uh, I just still get anxious every time I hear it because of the complete flip. There's enjoyment, like when you guys are talking about the flea flicker. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that's what we felt for, what do you think, 80% of the game? Just enjoyment of watching it. And then it felt like, maybe if it's only 5% that we didn't enjoy ourselves, it felt like 20% because of how long it took. Yeah, I don't ever, I, we're not at a place where um, I feel terribly comfortable yet. They have not earned that luxury of, of confidence uh, where I can ignore the play, for example. You know when you're so confident that a team knows how to win and going to finish the job and is dominating the game that it becomes an afterthought? Because you and I watch every one of these games many times before coming onto the airwaves. So if by chance, let's say we weren't in New Orleans, we were, but if we had not been and we were just watching from the comfort of our home, this was not a game where I would have ever gotten up and missed a play saying, ah, we got this. They haven't earned that yet. I'm hoping this is a year where they do earn it. Like, they could very well get up, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I'm just going to maybe speak it into existence. Let's say they're up 23 to nothing against Louisville in the third quarter. Ooh, you man. Know, I might get up and go do something briefly, you know, go say something to my kid that I wanted to do for later on that night or the next day, come back in, did I miss any? Oh, no, third and seven, okay. But they haven't earned that yet. They haven't earned that yet. Mike Norvell didn't like practice today. Well, guys, I'm going to tell you that uh, had you asked me yesterday how I thought practice was going to go today, I would say it doesn't matter how it goes. Mike Norvell is going to tell you it was terrible. Now, I was not at practice today. I don't want to pretend that I was. But I guarantee you that there was no right way for that practice to go. There was no way that the players were going to do enough in Mike Norvell's eyes. You are trying to set a tone and raise the bar. You are trying to get to a place where the level of professionalism is no longer in question, no longer something that you have to ponder, how they handle success, how they handle failure. You're going to just always, I think, stay on the gas here. And because it's a bye week, there's no chance that that practice was going to be good. I'm sorry, none. I, and, and, and I will tell you the 2013 team would beat people by 100 
and, say, go into the bye and have a terrible practice. They were going to have a terrible practice. Whether they did or they didn't was not in question. Jimbo was going to tell you that it was not a good practice. He was going to send the message that this isn't good enough, that you can't slack off, that you can't take a playoff, a day off, a week off. You can't. The message was always going to be that it wasn't intense enough, it wasn't focused enough, it wasn't locked in enough, it wasn't professional enough. It may not have been, but that also is human nature. They're beat up. They went through a, and he said it himself, and we saw it, a brutal camp. This was a very physical camp. One, I mean, by today's standards. Now, it's all relative. Camp 15 years ago was a lot more physical than camps of today. But the kids didn't grow up 15 years ago. They grew up playing football in the modern era. And there was no ramp up to this camp. No. On day one, they were going. They hit the ground running. That part is true. That is true of any era. They did hit the ground running this time around because of 90% of the personnel already being here in the spring. So they knew. So this was going to be a day where expectations were not lived up to in the eyes of the head coach. And again, it wouldn't have mattered if they had a great day or not. I think this was going to be his message. Uh, just my opinion. And then I think the other part of that was that this practice was not going to be good today because, in my mind, those guys are beat up mentally and physically. And they know there's no game Saturday. You can't – there are certain truisms, things that are a reality around you that affect you, that affect the way you do things. Not many people are Michael Jordan, who's, who's going to do something – Balls to the wall, 100 miles per hour, every day, all day, because he's insane. He's insane. And he does want to win more than you do. That's okay. Those people exist. They're untenable and impossible to be around. You love them if they're on your team, especially if they're gifted the way he was, but they're impossible people to deal with. Most people, 99.9% .9 of people, are not that person. So it's a natural letdown day when you're sore, you're tired, you won, and you have no game. Now, there's a difference. There's a fine line, right? There's a difference between maybe not being as intense, as focused as perhaps coach would like you to be, and just screwing off and not paying attention. I doubt that was the case. In fact, I know it wasn't the case. Well, as part of our conversation, we were driving home. It'll be interesting to see what the psychology of this week is because, look, it's not just Mike. Other coaches do this as well, where if you have a fragile team, Right, one that requires rebuild for culture purposes and, and there's a little bit of something positive happening to them. And maybe they have a bad practice. You're not going to run to the media and kill that team because you know that they're fragile. their confidence is fragile. This this whole thing is it's bubblegum. It's Band-Aids. It's all that kind of stuff. Duct tape. And so maybe in that situation, even though it is a rotten practice, you go to the media and say, I thought we had a good day. I thought we had a real good day of practice here. You right. know what? These guys continue to work because you're protecting them. We've watched coaches do that. We watch coaches. Absolutely, I've watched, we have. I've watched this coach do that. Every coach do that. I've seen a, a team have a dog blank practice. We've sat there and looked at each other and went, Phew, this is not a good they're day. They're not in it today. The yeah. ball's on the ground every other play. Yeah. Nobody seems to have focus or intensity. And then shockingly, you'd hear Mike say, I thought we had a good day. Very physical, good day. You know, some things that we got to clean up, but I like the day. Okay. Sending messages. Other times, we've seen him have good days, work hard, seeing the intensity and the physicality and the focus, and then have the coach challenge him to ratchet that up yet to another level. There's a time and a place. That's what coaching's all about. It's knowing when to press the button. Push-pull, man. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
when to when to to really get on somebody, browbeat somebody, and when to lift them up. And then there are plenty of days where it's good and it's good, and that's the way it's perceived. It's, yeah. But it's just this is important because this is a different lesson. This is how you deal with real success early in the season, not late success yeah. because you adjusted and you came through adversity together. You were 0-4, and you got a big win over Miami. It's not that kind of lesson. This is you're 2-0. There's a different kind of pressure that you've never known, especially if you've been here for more than a couple of years. You don't know anything about this pressure. And if you beat Louisville, there's going to be even more pressure. No, with every so, passing win, there's a greater expectation about what the season could be. Correct. And the questions are different. The media coverage is different. Hell, you're on the radar for a college game day. All of this stuff. And he's seen it happen with Memphis. And now he didn't rebuild that from scratch. But they hosted game day in Memphis when he was there. That had to be very different for that program. So you've got to steal yourself for these things that are to come. And that's what I think this, this is about. It's also about responding to his players, several of whom noted in the postgame that Florida State was back. This is also true. That's what that is. That is, guys, come on. You know, that's an easy speech for him to give that, guys, we won the game, and I'm proud of you fighting the whole thing. That LSU team lost six games last year, seven if you count the bowl. Do not come in here after one win against that team with a brand-new coach and tell the world we're back. We haven't done anything. We haven't done anything. We're 2-0. and One of those wins is against a non-college football team. I mean, there are several really good 6-7-A schools in high school that would have beaten Duquesne. So that game doesn't count. And now you scraped by and held on and got a win over a team that is rebuilding and lost six games last year. So here's what's interesting. He he defined the amount of points he believes we left on the board today. He said 18. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. So he thinks we should have scored 40. Is that something that you can say in the meeting room, that we left 18 points on the field? Because, I mean, everybody's got a hand in that, including the man delivering the speech, if he says we left 18 points on the field. I don't think when he says we, he means you. Yeah. I think he means we. So I, Mike's never skirted responsibility. It's no, the only reason I you just, can get away with saying some of the things that he does. I think he knows he screwed up, they screwed up, we screwed up. But I just I wonder how that goes in the meeting rooms. I, I agree. Oh, that, my no, they guess go to is war for him. Yeah. I, I'm not questioning that one bit, and I know how that could sound or be portrayed. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is, as a coach, how do you deliver that message? Because it's a fine line. You guys need to execute. I won't put you in that situation again. Is it that simple? You say those two things back-to-back and you're good to go? Because when no. you're talking about 18 points left on the field, no, it's not just because Treshawn dropped a pitch. Well, this one's easy. This one's easy for him to do because the plays where they lacked execution that led to points being left on the field, you'll just roll the film and show what they did wrong. You just spell it out for them. If you do this, this is open, we score. If you catch the ball... We score. Right. I mean, an easy one, yeah. I mean, Johnny Wilson, you drop the touchdown pass. I don't have to explain much. Catch the ball. You know, Cam McDonald, my quarterback, throws a seed on a big throw in an important situation, and you drop the ball. Guys, these are the little things that are going to get us beat against a better football team. That's an easy message. They see it. They're looking at the film. If it's technique, you point out technique. If it's something as simple as a loss of concentration, you bring it up. Where you screwed up as a coach, you own from the outset. You say it before you point out all these other things. They know then that you're taking responsibility. You're not rolling them. But players know that players play the game. Players play the game. Coaches call plays. It's up to you to execute those plays. 
most of the time, if there's a problem, then it's going to lie with the player not executing. Even the pitch, which I wouldn't have called, and we're fair to ask the question about why you would run that play. A lot of players would tell you there's no problem with you calling that play. The problem is that Trayshawn Ward dropped the ball, yeah, the and the other problem is the pitch him. is slightly behind him. And yeah. you got you can lead with a pitch. In fact, you're supposed to lead with a pitch. He doesn't lead with him there, but he also takes his eyes off the ball. So that's execution. That's very easy to point out a problem there. Now, Mike may or may not choose to say, hey, I maybe should have called that. I doubt he'll bring that up in that situation because it's just as easy for him to catch the damn ball. So those film room situations are pretty straightforward. They're cut and dry. They're, you know, Cameron, you're in the wrong position. You're two yards to the left of where we have practiced this for months. And that's how it's going to get brought up. And you're going to feel like a bit of an ass and you're going to wear that. And then from- and there was a lot of that in this game too. Yeah. Where it's just basic stuff. Uh, Jordan was not pleased with the placement of receivers in several uh, situations. Protections got screwed up a couple times. I mean, I understand it's football, and that's you're never going to play mm-hmm. a perfect game. But there's a lot of basic things that they can coach off of both both sides of the football. That's Guys why that freelancing. Game, oh, uh, that's why that game's so perfect, man. You yeah. win the game, yep. and you got all kinds of mistakes. That's why I brought up the pros and cons last hour, that you got an opportunity here. You, you got a ton of pros that I think are sustainable and you get excited about, it. and then there's a lot of things that you're just like, we just got to clean this up, guys. Hey, catch the ball when I throw it to you. Where are you lined up here? What the hell are you doing? This is we don't even teach this, you know. Like that's those kinds of things are fun. Um, that's why that <laughs> that's why that guy on Twitter is hilarious, who does the coach's film room. And yeah, they, I mean, yeah. everybody who's played has been in that film room, has heard that conversation, and they will back it up, forward it, back it up, forward it, and you'll just have to sit there and wear that beaten. It's the worst, especially when you're wrong and you know you're wrong. You're like, oh, I'm. That's yeah. That's okay. He's gonna show it again. <laughs> and usually they're just staring at you, and you don't have an answer. What do we call that technique again? Yeah, and that's and when when did we learn that? Mm-hmm. April. In what world? Yeah. Does that make sense to you, Jeff? You know, like. Then he calls on the GA. Uh, Was it practice four? <laughs> In spring, though, right? Is, yeah. 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 It sucks. Sucks. So there are a lot of those things, man. Um, that, and that, that's why a game like this is is absolutely perfect, I think. Um, and and now you get that extra time to clean up. But I, I I guess back to a lot of people's concerns that were brought up on the boards or on the chat here or on Twitter and you know, the questions we get in email. It's it's been a lot about. Hey, I didn't like that Mike today said they had a terrible practice. Well, grain of salt, man. And that's true of every practice, by the way. If he says they had the best practice they've ever had, grain of salt, man. Yeah, I think it's uh, minus 500 that if he's available tomorrow to speak, he'll say, much better day. Much better day. I like the response. And I also think that guys will feel better practicing tomorrow. I mean, it's just, you yeah. know, I mean, you're, they had yesterday off. Yeah, they did a light practice that he, he it said doesn't, they, what, they got he, in, they got out, yeah, and he was, was happy. It, yeah, and that was their reward, by the way. That is yeah. the, I'm giving you the day because you guys are beat to hell and we won the game. I'm not expecting much out of you. You're one day removed from that. You know, now it is time to buck up. Now you got to get focused again, yeah, and, and you got a very important game coming up. And i tell you what, oddly enough, the importance of that game, which is going to be whatever it is for Florida State, it's game three, you want to win them all so that you're going to be focused, but – the, the, the conversation, the narrative around that game shifts with whatever happens with Louisville against UCF. I, in a weird way, I hope they win that game. I hope Louisville wins that game. 
I I would for whatever reason it would really bother me if they lose a heartbreaker. It's 24-21, they fight their ass off and they come up short, but there's fight in there. Yeah. Then then your season is on the line on a Friday night. You're 0 2. It's your home opener and you're desperate and you should fight in the previous game. That's not ideal. You can overcome it, but it's not ideal. Or they win the game going away, that'd be better. The only other scenario that I think, okay, I won't be nervous about. If they get blown out, they've quit on Satterfield, fine. Whatever. Go finish them. Well, unless Louisville pulls a really quick trigger. And they say, look at this. You got blown out by Syracuse and UCF. You got blown out by Dino and Gus. (laughs) You're done. Yeah. Who's the coach they love the most as an interim? All right, he's our guy. That's the scenario that is a doomsday for me. If they lose a heartbreaker, I feel like then they're they're broken. No, I think they'll no because the home opener they'll they'll fight. That crowd's gonna be holding up signs saying "Fire Scott." Yeah, but the players might see it as this is it. We're you know it's a it's a conference game. We've got to win it. We're at home. This is it. We'll see. I'd like to see them. Well, hell, I mean, if they want to be listless and get beat fifty to nothing, fine. It shows signs of just not caring. That that's okay too. If you're hearing this right now and you or someone you know is active military, a veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, or a teacher, turn up the volume, listen to this. My friend Shannon with Legendary Home Loans, who's a happy man right now, a fellow Noel celebrating a 2-0 start to the season. He's also got a hometown hero loan program designed to make a difference to those who make a difference within our communities when it's time to buy a new home. He will waive all lender fees for all hometown heroes. That's $1,600 worth of value right there out the gates. If you decide to use their preferred title company, you're going to save another. What is that? It's right. Look at that. Up to $2,200. That's a ton of discounts. I'm looking at it here. So now's the time. Make it happen. Save a bunch of money wherever you can. If you know somebody or you are active military, veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, school teacher, Looking to buy a new home? Choose Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Ask about their Hometown Heroes program. Call 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN. Or visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSU Home Loans. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Don't forget, my friends at Orange Theory Fitness, giving you more life. First class, always free if you want to find out what it's about. That first month is free, too, with the purchase of a heart rate monitor. It's a good thing. You actually have to pronounce the letters of the word there, Jeff. It's monitor. Monitor. Monitor, as we like to say. Um, So, go find out. Go see what it's about. It's uh, These group classes are great because everybody kind of pulls each other through. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. It's not. It's pretty hard. 
uh, but you feel great right afterwards. I know that. There's two locations in town, and uh, again, that first class is free, and you'll see the coaching, all science-backed, all of it's pretty straightforward. Go to uh, the one in Midtown, and if not, the uh, one on the north side. So to Orange Theories, orangetheoryfitness.com to learn more. That Wake Forest game got more interesting yesterday. I'm happy for Hartman. Uh, yeah. Really happy for him. You find out it's a blood clot. That can be very dangerous. Yes, it can. So I'm excited to learn that he's okay. And um, I said before the season when we were going through the W's and L's, I had us beating Wake Forest regardless of who was playing quarterback. So I, that doesn't change anything for me. It's a lot harder game, and he'll potentially uh, obviously provide more points for Wake Forest than uh, a backup would but I, I still think Florida State can win the game and should win the game. I think Florida State's going to run the ball, uh, and I think they're going to be able to keep Wake Forest off the field a little bit better this year than, than last. Um, and, and I think the, the difference, first of all, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but if we're just going to dip into the waters for a second, Jordan Travis is a different player. Uh, now, you know, I see in the chat somebody said, if Jordan Travis goes down, we're screwed. Sure. Pretty much most teams, if their starting quarterback goes down, they're screwed. That's true. And it may be especially true of FSU, but either way. What's interesting about the flow of that game was the ball control. That, you know, there was some tempo. There were times at which they, they get a first down, they get right up to the line of scrimmage, and they run another play. But they choked the life out of the ball for much of the game. That was part of it. Third down conversions will help in that regard. Third down conversions, I was just about to go there, helped a lot. What an insane conversion percentage on third down. You're not going to be 9 of 13 or whatever it was uh, for the game too many times. Um, you, but they're going to be better at it because last year, the statistic that revealed what we weren't as a quarterback and as a drop-back passing team was success rate on passing downs. And they defined passing downs third and five or longer his was one of the worst in the conference, one not one of the worst in Power 5. Now, part of that's we didn't have receivers, but part of that was he wasn't very good at ever identifying guys in the middle of the field. We didn't really have much of a passing game to speak of in, in the classic sense. So his development changes that a lot. It does, and also we got into third and short a fair amount too. We weren't always in third and ten. He got us out of a, a couple of third and longs and a couple of early down and distance behind the chains due to negative plays or uh, penalties. Um, we wiped out a first and 20 because of a Gibbons hold, I believe as a Treshawn Ward run, mm -hmm. and that's a quarterback run to the left. And um, good to see, too, that guys continue to block on the perimeter. It's not all of the same people that you would expect. Like Johnny Wilson, he gets a lot of run for being able to, to block. But on that 22-yard run that Jordan got on first down, Malik McLean is the one that's blocking yes, 35, is. 40 yards down the field. Kentron is on the field for that play. Yep. And so is Deuce. Interesting, but there seems to be a segment-wide commitment to making it work for everybody else, and that has not been the case for a long time here, specifically at receiver. That's usually the position at Florida State the last five years where dudes leave, where dudes get dismissed or benched. Uh, yeah, or are indifferent about their roles, and it was really frustrating to yeah. watch um, guys getting blown up uh, because other guys wouldn't block for them. That's not the case now. You got a very unselfish group. You got a group that's also more talented than they were before. So, I think that uh, you know, listen, th this is the start of the show where I reference the fact that I woke up today excited to see this team play again, like feeling disappointed that they weren't playing this Saturday speaks to all the things that we're highlighting here that went well are things to get excited about in all of the games because these are attributes that I don't think go away. This is why, hence we use the word sustainable, I think much of the offensive success was sustainable. If we're questioning areas of the defense, I think that's fair. 
Um, although I'm not saying that they were awful. Uh, they were not awful. The last drive is suspect. I think there's a little PTSD left over from that Jacksonville State game and how to close out games and what to run when closing out games. But you get to talk about it after a win. And now you can fix some of it after a win. And you only gain confidence with each one of those victories that you get. And I do believe that Florida State is going to be a team brimming with confidence in most of their games. I can't think of a game now that they don't, won't believe that they can win. And it doesn't have to be about beating a great team. It could just be beating a team that has a name you know, in, in prime time, as they did. We haven't had many moments. We've, we've had some come up just short moments, but uh, moral victories aren't getting it done in terms of uh, – providing the confidence I'm referencing. Well, that's the power of that type of game. It's not just about you know, the spotlight. It shines on your program if you've got Drew Brees, LeBron James, and others tweeting about you as the game's over. That That's not going to happen on Friday at Louisville, but that atmosphere is just so different. It's a bowl atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But it's an early bowl game, and that's the cool thing about what college football has done in the last decade plus, which is you know mirror what college basketball does. The schedule really good games early in the season. As the playoff gets larger, you can do that. Uh, as a playoff exists in the first place, you could do that more, but that is such a strange atmosphere. Somebody's cheering on every play. Somebody's quiet on every play. So in order you know, to manage your emotions to win in a situation like that, it's, it's almost something you would only do in December or January, and now you've got that knowledge that you can handle that environment. Now it doesn't seem so scary was to cool, go on the road and play at Louisville. Yeah, and that was really cool, by the way. That, that was um, The press box at the Superdome was um, open air. And so you could get a sense of that environment and how loud it was on every play and why. And I said it yesterday, and I've said it a lot since the game, but I was really, really pleased with Florida State uh, as far as the the fan base and the band. Uh, The band was magnificent to the point where people complained nationally that they were tired of hearing our band. Well, go to hell. You're going to hear more of that. Get you some. I hope we play louder. I used to complain about that with uh, the marching chiefs when we were getting killed every game. But if we're going to be leading, you're going to hear a whole lot of us, and that's fine with me. Yeah, so that that was fantastic. Loved it. Um, I hope to hear a lot more of it. And uh, they their timing was impeccable, especially on the block. How quickly. They were ready. I mean, they were on the ready. That's some quick draw McGraw action right there. Let's go. As soon as it happened. Mike wasn't the only one who had him ready. Dr. Plack was like, all right. Yeah. We've already blocked one, guys. Here we go. Oh, be ready. Yeah, I mean, if you're – golly. That, that, it's, it's important to at least let it wash over you, recognize, and revel in as a fan because we've had some really bad moments, really bad moments these last handful of years. Go ahead and allow the schadenfreude to – overtake you enjoy their pain temporarily think about how much that would suck to be that kind of excited that kind of absolutely exhilarated over the top can you believe we're gonna steal this win oh my god he blocked the kick like that just the running kick to the cojones I would not have handled it well because the moment he put up one finger, I'd be angry that we're running out there. That we're not going extra for two point for starters. Unit where we've already had one block today, and all I hear about is special teams sucks all preseason long because that's been the report out of camp is that special teams is awful. Every reporter said, mm, not so sure about our special teams here. 
and you will have seen one blocked already in the game that was a chip shot. That wasn't from 50 yards out. He had to lower the trajectory. That was a complete missed assignment. And we're going to steal this game right now if you put up two fingers. You go to one, I'd be so mad. Yeah, I'd be first yeah. guessing that. I was stunned. I mean, I, I brought it Whoa. up earlier. Corey had the binoculars Whoa. out, and he's like, he held up one. They're going for one. I went, what? What? I mean, you have to go for two there. But he didn't. He didn't. He went for one. Right. And so it was blocked. If you were wearing a purple shirt and you said, he, what? He's going for one, and then it's blocked? But even still. I was, that would be a tantrum of tantrums. Tom, I, I was in attendance for all the wide rights. Okay, now those are field goals. Those aren't extra points. Right. And I know the heartbreak of a of a chip shot kick not not going through the uprights, one that you have a realistic expectation to make. I've never covered a Florida State game where we lost on a blocked extra point. I've never been to one where we lost on a blocked extra point. Never. Ever. Yeah. Knock on wood. Ever. Now you've seen two in which we've won. I've been to two in which we've won. That makes zero sense. I mean, even with a terrible special teams unit, every LSU fan in that stadium thought they'd make the extra point. We thought they'd make the extra. It's an extra point. I wasn't sure. I thought something weird was going to happen. Well, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you were right because well, because that game, it just it was it's a wild contagious. Game, and yeah. I didn't know if it was going to be we jump, so they move it, and then they yeah, go for two. two or, yeah. It just it wasn't going to end there the way you know the way that overtime was going to start. It wasn't going to be right then, right there. It just it didn't feel right. So I heard a lot of people say, "Well, you know, if it went to overtime, we are done." You, you don't know that they put the ball at the 25. I'm not entirely certain that LSU is going to score. We probably score. I think we score, but but, but we, don't sure. we don't know. We don't know. It would have been up for grabs. I, I We would have all been very nervous. I know that. But that's about all I know. Our morale on offense would have been tested there, too. Everything would have been tested there. Yeah. Your toughness, your psyche, all of it would have been tested. But we don't know because, again, you'd probably play that a little differently now that we're actually in overtime. You, you, you know, I Again, LSU struggled for much of the night. Percentage but, chance, though, if they go for two, that they get it. I think we lose the game. I think they're going to get it. We're eight, reeling eight in out that. Of ten. That's why I'm saying, in that moment, you're not the better team. You haven't been the better team all night, and yet you're in a position to steal the game, and you're going against a defense that just gave up a 99-yard drive. They are gassed. They are shot. They are done. They are questioning themselves. They can't believe they're in this position. They're half in shock that they just fumbled on the one-yard line. Sorry, I almost said something. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, you roll Daniels out, and they won't be there to no, get him. No, they're gonna no. So I think we would have been screwed, and I can't believe he didn't process it in the moment because we all did. We all did. I think every Florida State fan was like, "If he goes for two, we're gonna lose this game." I bet you almost to a man, Florida State fans believe that. I thought that at the twenty, I before they get to our twenty, yeah. I'm like, man, he's going for two. Oh my God! We need to stop him here. <laughs> if they don't, if they don't score a touchdown, we win. But if they score a touchdown, we he's lose. going for two, and we lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had a lot of time to think about that while they were reviewing for 15 minutes. Oh, it's painful. I the league. I mean, that's they were Big 12 officials. That was Big 12. Yeah. Because they knew the drill. They knew the game should have been over. They know and, they and screwed up. Do we have, is there any precedent? They're going through case law. They're like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, seriously, seriously, that does happen. Yeah. Uh, meaning not case law, we got but Murphy it, versus Houston. Yeah. We got anything in yeah, here? They do go. Through, they are in a situation where they butchered the result of the play. And so as soon as that happens, and then we challenge, which we're looking at that going, no, man, my man is down. 
The problem is you've stopped the game now for a review, and you're going to give them that untimed play. That's what I mean. I I was worried that that was going to be the but, because here's what they've done: yeah. they've made it so that the offense can be out there with his hand on the ball mm-hmm. when you blow the whistle, and he can snap it. So they just they they might as well. They're at that point. They're just like, okay, it's an untimed down, which is ridiculous. Uh, that's why the wording of that troubled yeah, me. The wording. LSU has time for one more play. What? No, what? no, no. The, no. the clock will start man. on the ready for play. The, the clock will start on the ready for play. That's your way out of it. It still wouldn't work because... They'd get the snap off. Of course they would. They'd get the snap off. They had an hour to figure out what play they were going to run. Just, we talked about that in the end game. I said, I hope the center like sneezes or something we, yeah. if they start the ready for play. We did call a timeout afterwards, we, but still. We called a timeout once we realized we were being screwed. Well, now that I know I'm being screwed is what Mike should have said, then let, let's have a little time to regroup. Great. So you're telling me there's no way I can avoid getting screwed right now. Okay? So the screwing's coming. And we get it. If it was third and two, they got three, and it wasn't a scrum on the bottom of a pile. Mm. It was a quick throw or whatever he gets tackled, and it's the same hash mark, we're both reasonable enough to say "Eh, they might have gotten up there and snapped the ball. Yeah, but they're on the wrong hash. They would have never gotten up there. Yeah, correct. They would never have gotten up there. It was one second. They would not have gotten up there, and everybody knew it. LSU knew it. Their fans knew it. I could hear their fans below us looking at that replay. I heard the one guy say to his wife, we're effed. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they were relieved that the officials butchered the whole damn thing. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Away we go. Show flew past today. By the way, should note uh, that uh, you can you can put aside if you're a business owner that uh, that fear or reservation about uh, roof renovation, worried that it's too expensive under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. You can deduct up to one million dollars on your income taxes as an expense without the cost of your property to be depreciated. This reform includes improvements that are made to your commercial roofing. That's where my man T-Spark comes into play. Call T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction at 766-1340. Get a free quote today at tsparkconstruction.com. Redemption Thursday will be a busy one tomorrow. We have a lot. I know. It's already tomorrow. Including an NFL game, and it's a good NFL game. Man alive. I'm loving that. Bills, Rams. You got a feeling out of it on a Wednesday? I, I like the Bills. Um, Probably the Bills. Mm-hmm. They've got. They should have an angry bunch again this year. Well, that heartbreak is yeah. one of the silliest things it, you've ever seen is, in your so life. So they've changed the rule again. But yeah, they, they should be the uh, the pissed off crew this year. Plus, they know that that division you can't take a break. Miami could potentially sneak a, uh, and win eleven games. You and think, so you think Miami really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I looked at so their over under in Vegas is eight and a half. And if you just go by the paper, go down the line on the schedule, what they should win and lose on paper, it's 9-8. and eight. So if they overachieve, then, yeah, 11 wins. Maybe you beat the Bills once and you might find yourself in a, in a decent situation. I had the uh, fantasy draft last night. Me too. How'd you do? Uh, okay. Yeah, I, took, I started 12th this year, and there really isn't that much top-line talent. So I feel like 12 – some years 12 is great because yeah. like, two top 15 players is a good start. 
Top 15 this year is a little thinner. A lot more guessing, I think. Uh, I had the sixth pick, and I got Delvin Cook. That's impressive. Feeling good about it. I did get Jamar Chase at 12, which I found yes, works. interesting. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I felt really good when I got Dalvin early. I was like, all right, we're off to a good start. Let's let's keep it rolling. Uh, so really quickly, if you guys don't know about our friends there at Tallulah, you see it's uh, up on the uh, screen. Um, this is uh, this is where you want to go, dude. This is the place. I, I haven't done the floating. I want to do the floating. It's on the docket. Have you ever done the floating? No, no. But it sounds tremendous. I think I can handle it. Some people, they say their mind can't handle it. But that sounds tremendous to me. Yeah, it does sound tremendous to me. Um, and we, we've got that commercial running right now. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you, you're completely weightless. It's zero gravity. Um, kind of not a lot of uh, stimulus at all. Yeah, whatsoever. they get the water temperature to match the temperature of your the outer skin, skin so yeah. therefore it doesn't feel like you're in anything. It's just it's spook. Melts away your stress. Yeah. Question is whether you. It's almost like uh, meditation. Can you get your mind to stop raising? Can you control your mind? Can you tell your mind we're not doing that, man? We're not freaking out. Yep. This is not going to be the denial of death that we're dealing with all the time. Which distraction, 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 <laughs> distraction, distraction. We're not doing all that. Um, the only time I can't get my mind to shut down is if I'm overly overtired. I mean, super exhausted. Like finals week back in college, that was a tired where I couldn't shut my brain off, and that is a very anxious feeling. And, you know, by the way, if you're having trouble shutting your brain down, you get a little bit of that uh, Delta-8 action, some uh, THC and all the goodness at Tallulah. You, you're just saying. It'll help you float on that pod a little easier, buddy. Tell them Jeff Cameron sent you, and let's all celebrate together. Let's do some probable, shall you? If I was, uh, you know, Louisville's defensive coordinator, I might need that <laughs> after what I saw. I'm assuming you're kicking our ass today like we kicked yours last night. It's time for... How you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? That's correct. Yeah, It's about damn time. But we'll see. It's a split doubleheader today. Yeah, yeah. You're up 5-1 to one in the 8th. Put Scherzer on the uh, aisle. Oh, really? It's supposed to be the minimum of 15 days. We'll see. We started Dwayne Underwood Jr. today for some reason, so this was not going to go well. Chris Bassett started for you, so it was going to go well, and the Mets lead the Pirates 5-1. to one. How do you know that, though? Mitch Keller hadn't exited a start without a run to his ledger Dominated. until last night. Weird thing is, uh, Mitch has been a strange pitcher this year for us, at times exhibiting the form that saw him get drafted number one and all that, and then other times you're like, man, Mitch, you're just not mentally tough enough. But he was last night. He's very good. Twins, Yankees, Louis Verlard, and Domingo Herman. I'm sure Verlard says his name differently. Barland is probably how he says it. Makes more sense. Uh, second game of a doubleheader, that would be Joe Ryan and Garrett Cole. We got Brewers, Rockies, Eric Lauer, Kyle Freeland, Braves Athletics, Spencer Strider, Ken Waldachuk. Should have played hockey. Should have. Great hit by Waldachuk. Tigers, Angels, Drew Hutchinson, and Patrick Sandoval. Giants, Dodgers, Alex Cobb, Clayton Kershaw, White Sox, Mariners, Michael Kopech, and Luis Castilla. Second game of the uh, or oh, the, the, the doubleheader there, Mets Pirates, yep. is Jacob DeGrom and TBD. <laughs> Should just say bend over. Red Sox, Rays, Nick P- like, we have the I'm, worst offense in the National League going against Jacob DeGrom. I'm also glad you guys, this has got to be getaway day today, right? It's a Wednesday. We're starting the third game of the series. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're playing four. 
Way to go, Pirates, with a split admission <laughs> double header. <laughs> Play them back to back and let's get out of Dodge. You need your extra 50 bucks. Red Sox raised Nick Pavetta, Jeffrey Springs. We got the Marlins and the Phillies, Trevor Rogers and Bailey Falter, Blue Jays, Orioles. Alec Manoa, my man. Love that guy. Tyler Wells goes for the Orioles. Reds, Cubs, Mike Miner, Javier Assad goes for the Cubs. Nationals, Cardinals, Corey Abbott, Jordan Montgomery. We got Guardians and Royals, Cody Morris, Zach Grinke. Full-ass slate today, everybody. Rangers, Strohs, Cole Reagans from right here at Tallahassee. Christian Javier. I would love to play golf with Cole Reagans. we got to clarify that. Cole is 0-2 with a 4-4-2. Come on, Cole. D-backs, Padres, Tommy Henry, you Darvish. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Yeah, no, there's not going to be a wager on Pirates uh, Mets unless I'm getting a boatload of runs, guys. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. Well, you if there was, then you would have already won. Yeah, wager. yeah. You saw, by Eight the way, two. yeah, that was a beating. You saw the uh, bomb opposite field for O'Neill Cruz? You see how quick that got out? He is um, going to be one hell of a Yankee someday. He hits the ball extremely hard. He also frequently misses said ball, <laughs> but when he hits it, there are lasers. There are lasers to all fields. There's nobody safe on that outfield. Like any any of you mm-hmm. could wear you're this. You're in play. Yeah, you're in play. Back deck over there, and you're it, in play. It's yeah. not an excuse to be like, oh, I caught it. It's yeah. a, oh, man, I got to bear down. Oh, I'm moving out of the way of one of his. I mean, he's the one who hit it 124.8 miles per hour. He hits it hard. Those aren't like really high fly balls that get out. They are ropes. And that's the thing. He had a rope into the Allegheny. You're like, what? That is crazy. That's like on a line. How do you do that? Um, yeah, really strong. If he starts making contact with any great regularity, yes, it's going to be a... You're going to love playing with him in the show next year. They've got to put his power rating through the roof. They will. I did it already on ours. Yeah. I adjusted it. I'm like, this is wrong. They got him as a slappy. I'm like, get the hell up out of here. I have his swing and miss rating really high because he misses a lot, but I have his contact rating through the roof in terms of power. Um, excuse me, developers. What no. is the antonym for slappy? Yeah, <laughs> O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, it's it very very hard. Tomorrow, Redemption Thursday, the wagers will abound. I had a mix results of the uh, first Redemption Thursday. That's uh, it's always the way it is early. Always the way it is early. Good work out of you. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Be well. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.